Hi guys, and welcome to yet another episode of the Empty Stands podcast. We'll be looking at the just concluded transfer window, as well as predicting where teams will finish based on their summer business. Ebuka is here with me, as well as the gang. But first of all, Ebuka, how are you doing today? Hi Chooks, I'm good. I'm good as always. It's a full house on this episode, or almost a full house. We have uh, Bamiji, Reward. And Albert here with us today, and it's going to be a proper uh, epic episode. Um, out of respect, we're going to talk about Ronaldo first. Um, he is probably the greatest footballer of all time. There's still the Ronaldo Messi debate for, yeah, whichever side that you are, you're on, whether you're on Team Ronaldo or Team Messi. Um, we're starting with Ronaldo first. I'm sorry, guys. Starting with Ronaldo first. Uh, Bamiji, as a United fan, how massive is the return of Cristiano Ronaldo to Manchester United? And does this change your expectations uh, for this season? Hi, Wuka. Yeah, it's great to be back. And I mean, it's only right that we had to call the old, everybody on the team to, to usher in our first um, conversation when Ronaldo, when the deal for Ronaldo has been made um, official, it's it's it, the man. The man has he doesn't need any introduction at all, and it was really shocking to see that United were able to to pull that deal in. Um, he was that Man City was definitely interested interested in him, but immediately um, Ronaldo probably had the conversations with um, Fernandez. Um, I'm sure the Ferguson effect as well was in there. He, he immediately made what I think was the right decision because if there was any team it was going to end in England, he, he actually should be Manchester United. So yeah, it's it's a great signing for United because they are bringing in the man with over 780 goals. That's that's a that's a legend in, on on its own already. The the all time top scorer. Um, internationally now, as well, 111 goals. So it's this is a man. It's coming with everything. It's coming with everything. How do you how do you not win with a man that comes with everything? Every every eyes now will be on Oli. Yeah, there's some cry there and there. That there's no there's no DM. It's like with um, how Adam Atraori made the pivot that Oli put out against Wolf look in the last game week. But honestly, you can't you can't really complain with what what um, United have given only in terms of attack. Well, I, I'm excited as well that Ronaldo is back home. I remember in the last episode when we were talking about FPL and making room for him, we were talking about a possible move to Man City. If that happened, I really do not know what my feelings about him would would have been. But yes, he's back home and. And it's great. It's just funny how this transfer window has been. One great, greatest of all time moving back home. And another couldn't really find his way to stay home. So he's far away from home. And that person is Lionel Messi. Well, we have Mbappe staying at PSG for at least this season with Neymar, Messi, Mbappe, Neymar. Do you think this combination now make PSG possible UCL winners? Albert, let's hear from you. Honestly, the UCL chase has been PSG's very aim. And yes, I see them challenging for it. Um, I, I know Messi is still in his prime. Um, he, he has that. He has, he, this is going to be a very big challenge for him. His first move to a different club. Um, I see him impacting how Neymar plays. I see him impacting how Mbappe thinks. Like it's it's good when you have the right quality um, around you. This is going. This is definitely going to make them um, UCL contenders. You know, when you say UCL winners, they have to win the UCL before they are tagged UCL winners. But they are going to be very strong contenders. Um, just not just Messi right now. We ha- we're talking about Sergio Ramos within the team um this kind of mentality this is what PSG needs right now um they have that solid squad and i believe they are going to go for the right push this season 
Yeah, I actually agree about that. That you mentioned. Hey, because, like, it's good that Albert mentioned the fact that there's, there's this mentality forming up in that team. You have winners in the team. You have Messi, Neymar, Donnarumma, who just came up winning the Euros with Italy. You have Hakimi in that team. It's actually, you have Wijnaldum also, who, who's a winner in his own right with Liverpool. And I think that mentality that all these players bring will make them strong contenders, as, as Albert already mentioned. Yeah, I agree. I agree 100. Um, percent I think even on FIFA, people are going to be using PSG a lot. I think it's just going to be PSG versus United. Nobody's going to be using the the other teams now on on FIFA 22. It's that a fantastic summer. Um, Mbappe's thing was a big deal. Uh, yes, people will say they should have sold him and made money, but it's, it's, it's still good to keep him. Um, let's go back to England for a bit and. I want us to talk about Man City. So, they ran away with the league last season. Fair enough. They had, they've always had the best squad in the league for a very long time. And um, when you think about how to improve on that squad, it's always very difficult. Aguero left, so they needed a striker. But then, they spent the £100 million on Jack Grealish. A player that I don't know, but I think reward will answer that anyway. But people talk about whether he was needed or not. But they missed out on Kane, they missed out on Messi, they missed out on Ronaldo. They only got in uh, the big signing was the hundred million pound Jack Grealish. So uh, reward, I just want to ask you: um, Do you think uh, City made the right decisions in the summer? Are they going to regret? going into the season without signing a striker like Harry Kane. Okay, so I take um, two things into consideration um, when I try to rate the transfer window of any club. Um, the first thing I look at is the players you brought in. And secondly, I look at the amount of draws or the dead weight you're able to kick out of the um, Club's pursuit of Hurricane was well documented. Like we know how that saga turned out from him boycotting, um, returning back to the club and trying to act like he was all ready to go rogue, but it has to come into Daniel Levy's Levy is just is just an ass to do business with. So I was even shocked in the first place that he signed a contract extension and supposedly had a gentleman's agreement with someone like Daniel Levy. It wasn't going. It wasn't going to happen. It's just a sad, a sad story. Like um, who does I that? think it was. Yeah. A, yeah, nobody does that with Daniel Levy. He's not. He's not that guy. <laughs> he's not that guy. You should do have a gentleman's agreement with. But anyways, I feel it was a lose lose situation because balls are left with an unhappy player. Yeah, he's the captain and he's a professional. He'll get on with his job. But the guy made it perfectly clear he wanted to leave Spurs. So you can't tell me he's going to give you 100. Well, he's a professional, so let's see how it goes. But I don't think he's happy to still be at Spurs. And meanwhile, Man City, on the other hand, they lost Conaguero, right, to Baka. Although he left on a free, but he wasn't replaced. So there's still that gaping hole of his center forward that Pep um, desperately wanted. I know we have... Gabby Jesus, but suddenly the guy comes out and says he prefers to play as a right winger. Like, I mean, who does <laughs> who does that? We also have Ferran Torres, who's been debuting as a supposed um, false nine, or but he's been doing a good job. So, well, I guess we'll have to see how that um, pans out throughout the season. But I'm not sure Pep is happy with what he got. I'll rate their transfer window a five. Um, I think it was just bang average. Um, wasn't horrible. Neither was it great. It wasn't great either. So I'll just give them a five. Um, I think they were able to keep some of their fringe players who really wanted to leave. Players like Bernardo Silva, Laporte. Those ones were rumored to be leaving, but somehow they stayed. Um, Jack Grealish. <laughs> I'm not entirely sure he fits into... Um, the mode of a city player, but it's still early days. So let's see how Pep can be able to mold him into that tiki taka kind of football. But because the few games we've watched, he's he still holds the ball way too long. Um, but I think Pep has faith in him. So let's see how it goes. But I'm not. He's not. He's really not what they needed. They should have gone all out to get Harry Kane. Um, 
Then there's the issue of the left back issue, um, the left back spots where Mendy decided to become or finally showed us his pervert nature and did what he did. And now he's, I think he's in jail, right? But I guess with Cancelo, Zinchenko and Nathaniel Aki, I think they have good cover. So Man City, I read them somewhere, a five was just a bang average window for them. So I'm wondering, if you're going to rate Man City a five in the transfer business, I'm wondering how Liverpool looks to you. Last season, we saw injuries to key players like um, Van Dijk. And they, had, they suffered a lot of injuries throughout the team at different times. And this season, they decided to go in, or in the summer, they went in to get Konate from RB Leipzig. The fans, a couple of them that I know, are expecting more from, from them saying that Gino Wijnaldum left the club for free. But then the team, the, the club decides to promote Javier Elliott to the first team. Now, <laughs> Albert, do you think this was a good summer for Liverpool? Uh, it definitely a very underwhelming summer for Liverpool. And we, we can clearly see that they didn't go into the market. Um, they didn't go in. They were not ready to make those um, buys within the market. And promoting Javier Lodge was definitely uh, more of a strategic move. I remember when they signed him from Fulham. He was, um, he was one of the youngest um, players to make... He made history then when he was signed from Fulham. And we can see that um, Klopp has a way of giving the younger guys... Um, giving the younger guys their game time. And once you're able to prove yourself, you're able to make it within the team. I, I, I know everyone would have wanted um, that Wijnaldum replacement, but now we have Javi Elliott um, to, make, to make his stance within the team. Um, Thiago Alcantara really hasn't kicked it within the club. So we are not so sure. Um, he's, he's, like, he's still a French player, comes from the bench, but Javi Elliott actually has he has actually proven himself within the team. Um, this um, few um, Premier League games, we've seen um, the way he holds the ball. We've seen the way he drives forward. Um, he actually has his he actually has his game put together. So I know it's been an underwhelming summer for Liverpool, but I know Klopp has a strategy, and it's good that they have a team that has already gelled together. Um, so putting Javi Elliott in right now, we just make him adapt to that team, and hopefully. Um, they can, they can, they can do something this um, this season. Um, but honestly, I don't see them winning the league. Um, definitely don't see them winning the league. We have um, um, stronger teams within um, the within the EPL. Um, like I'll say, okay, let, I'll, I'll hold my predictions to later. But um, I don't see Liverpool winning the league. But I see them staying within the top four range. Uh, I, I like how Herbert's talking about strategy and, you know, having a good team. Because I know what is in the heart of every United fan. They feel like, you know, it is their own now. It is their time. <laughs> they have the team. So, yes, people talk about, oh, they, they wanted a DM, they needed a DM. They didn't get the DM. But when you bring in Jaden Sancho, someone who everybody wanted, or everybody has been chasing for you. Bring in Rafael Varane, one of the best centre-backs in football. He has won everything. There's, there's no stage that will be too big for him. And then you bring in the greatest goal scorer of all time, Cristiano Ronaldo. Reward, how would you read United summer? Hmm. United, I'll read them in 9 over 10. And I'll just keep it simple and short. Um, if Oli doesn't win the the EPL title this season, he should be stacked. That's simple as that, because you, you can't get any better than this, really. The GOAT is back, and he's been making uh, fantasy teams. <laughs> I know everybody has been cracking their head how they can fit in Ronaldo into their teams, but Ronaldo is back, and so I really don't care about whether you have a DM or if you have to play uh, Fred and Matic or Fred and, and the other guy. You just have you have Ronaldo there. There are no excuses, really. Just win the title and let's move on. Well, Juventus had Ronaldo in their team, and somehow they oh, 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 managed oh, 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 to oh, miss oh, out. Shut up! 
Shut up, bro. Go, go, just relax. <laughs> they managed to, they to miss out so on the Scudetto. And, and Inter Milan edged them in that Serie A um, season. So last season. So Romelu Lukaku, even though he wasn't the top goal scorer, was in man for Inter Milan. And Chelsea decided to address their striking problem by signing the man Lukaku. They missed out on signing Conde from, from Leipzig. Or, Sevilla. Sorry, from Sevilla. Sevilla, sorry. But they managed to bring in Saul on loan from Atletico on deadline day. A deal that I never saw come. So now, we all these in place. What are your thoughts on Chelsea's transfers? Bam, tear from you. Well, that's, that's nicely put, um, Chuck, because, I mean, reward is out here saying United is expected to win the title now. But, I mean, what Chelsea lacked last season by winning the Champions League was the goal scorer. And they went they went out to get the man that defines that team in Romelu um, Lukaku. So there are a lot of eyes on, on Chelsea. In fact, the, the transfers from most of the teams in the in the top, probably except Liverpool, would make you think this should be an exciting race for you know the Premier League. Somebody just gets in on form for the next two, three months and might just get away from everybody. So I don't think it's set in stone like that. In as much as you say, yeah, um, I I agree with um, Reward when he says Ole should be sacked if if um, United do not deliver on a major front this season because at the end of the day, he, I don't know how whether he didn't push if he's fine with Fred and McTominay, but I'm sure he will need Alex Ferguson to tell both Fred and McTominay what he told um, Anderson and cleverly all those years back. But yeah, um, moving back to um, Chelsea, before I want to talk, um, talk about what Chelsea did, um, Reward also said something I like about Jack Grealish saying is yet to integrate into the Manchester City style of play. So it, it's true. Normally at Aston Villa, he was the man that that um, gets the ball the most, but he needs to understand that he wouldn't, he wouldn't need to do that. So he needs to adjust himself to get into positions where he just needs to put in one touch, just like he did against England tonight, and um, and just put one ball through. Because he's good at he's good at um, splitting defenses with, with with passes and and all of that. But yeah, to stick on Chelsea, it's it's been a decent window for them. What they needed was the goal scorer. The team Tuchel had already found it to make that defense compact. And um, although it was hard for them not to get Conde at the end of the day, but I still I still believe that he, he's been able with three at the back and two full backs, he's been able to make them look compact. Look at how they played Liverpool with a with a man down. That was brilliant to see. You don't see you expect Liverpool to have thrown them away um um before, but nah, not they, they actually held their own and ended up being a a a draw. So if they can continue in that light. I mean, Saul has not played well for a couple of seasons now. Marco Sorrenti has, has taken that, that mantle from him in the Atletico Madrid team, but he's still a good player on his day, and probably what he needed was a change in environment, and it's gotten that now. And he'll be in there for any time Kanti gets injured because his injuries will have increased. So it's it's going to be it's, it's a decent window for, for Chelsea. I'll, I'll give it a 7.5%. Uh-huh. That's so nice. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, Bobby G. Uh, let's let's move on to Arsenal. So um I know with, with transfer fees, it's always difficult to get an exact figure, but it's rumored that he spent about 150 million, probably slightly less than that, but about 150 million. They brought in Ben White, Sambi Lokonga, uh Nuno Tavares, Martin Odegaard, Aaron Ramsdale, and on deadline the Takehiro Tomiyasu. <laughs> so my question is, with all these signings, reward, did Arsenal actually improve their squad? Uh, the answer to that is a big fat no. Um, Arsenal, they've had like an absolute shithole, if I can use that word, an absolute disaster of a transfer window. Like all these signings just reek of drusts, incompetence, waste. Like how do you go and spend hundred and over almost 170 million on nobodies like I, I really can't understand members at us now so here's some stats for you all there since Wenger left 
Arsenal have spent almost 500 million and yet nothing to show for it. Isn't that amazing? The back four, or let's say the back five that started against the game against City, right? Holding, Chambers, uh, was Kolasinac, Kolasinac, Tierney, Kolasinac. They were all Wenger, Wenger's boys. And yeah, how, they were all Wenger's, Wenger's boys. Yeah, and how they still start in 2021 is just shocking. I, I can't even, someone needs to explain that to me. So they go and spend 50 million on a Ben White. And suddenly they realize that ah, this guy doesn't seem like he can hit the ball. Oh, okay, what do we do? Let's go and spend another 20 million on a Japanese hybrid. Because the guy is neither a right back and he's also not a center back. So what exactly is the guy? <laughs> so they replaced, they basically replaced um, Granit Shaka with Shaka. Right? Because the guy obviously wanted to leave. Somehow he's still in Arsenal. They replaced Odegaard with Odegaard. I don't know how many people saw the post by Nitla Mouse on IG where he was literally begging. Can he I said leave I want to go. Like I'm <laughs> Can I leave this uh, club and play football? I, I, I saw that. That was, that was quite embarrassing. That's, that's embarrassing. Like, Arsenal is, just, Arsenal is just in shambles. I think they are trying to to save, um, they are trying to protect their themselves from the embarrassment of signing um, Ateta initially because the guy shouldn't even have had the job in the first place. So rather than sack him, they decide to back him up, and the backing up is giving him trust and average in the so-called in the name of um, signing youngsters that they are building the future. They are trusting the process, right? <laughs> It must suck to be an Arsenal fan right now because uh, honestly, how this was bankrupt or how this summer went is just it's, it's terrible, honestly. I won't be surprised if they are battling relegation this season. Oh, wow. <laughs> relegation is a very, a very loud call at reward. <laughs> well, well, we'll see how all of this pans out. We'll be here. We'll be watching it as it goes on. And we'll see how all of that pans out. For now, we'll be going on a short break. And when we come back, we'll look at top four hopes as well as relegation battles and some business from all the other European leagues. Stay with us. And we're back. Yeah. So at this point, we're looking at people sitting at the top of the table. And surprisingly, Tottenham Hotspur sit top of the Premier League table at this time. Three games in, nine points on the card, three goals in three games. Well, they went on to sign five players in this transfer window. Golini, Brian Gill, Christian Romero, Metasar, and Emerson Royal from Barcelona. But the biggest news for them was the fact that Captain Harry Kane did not leave the club. With a solid start to the season without Kane playing the first two games, and now he's back. And these new signings can sport make top four comfortable. Albert, what do you think about this? Honestly, I'm not so impressed with the signings, but I can say one thing for sure um, this is an experiment for Nuno himself. Um, bringing in these young players. Um, I think one of the smartest things um, Tottenham did was to sell um, Eric Lamella. Uh, I remember when he came in 2013, um, he, was, he was one of the signings that came in after, um, after Garrett Bell was sold um, for $25.8 And we've noticed um, his spell of um, injuries um, so replacing him for a very a young, vibrant um, player, I think that was a very um, smart move from Tottenham themselves. Having Harry Kane to stay, honestly, that was a business decision. That was a real business decision that Harry Kane couldn't get his get his lawyers to get him out of the. Um, everyone um, players need to be careful when they sign these contracts, but at the same time, um, he's a professional. He's a 
professional um as much as we know that he actually rebelled a little um he still had a way to recover from that incident and to actually um help his team um he's a solid he's a solid player if he rebelled um he definitely there are chances that he might not get the right teams the next year um but we know how this thing happens we, we saw the issue in messi and we just hope that incident won't happen to um hurricane but i can say one thing for sure i can say one thing for sure that this um the signings for tottenham um is a very good experiment for nuno himself um i love the players they signed um they might not be the players that everybody wants to hear about they are young vibrant um players um especially um emerson royal coming from um barcelona spending having a loan spell with real betis uh was really was a really solid player so yes i believe um no matter how underwhelming this um this the the transfer window was for them um i believe nuno has some something under his sleeve and with this experiment that he has going on um we see them um we see them playing within the staying within the top four um honestly them staying within the top four or if not top four let's just say top six but we see them doing something but this is just early stage um definitely and uh, we know um once the real clubs come they're going to get they're going to climb um the table and knock Tottenham down so yeah yeah but moving away from from uh the traditional big six what who do you think had a great transfer window yeah um i actually think crystal palace had the best transfer window Remember earlier I said um, I rate the transfer window by the amount of new players you're able to bring in, how much you're able to improve the squad, and also by the amount of draws or dead ass players you're able to kick out. Crystal Palace were able to kick out all their aged dead players. Like they were able to reduce the age of Crystal Palace look like a they they are not recognizable anymore. Players like Andros Townsend, Gary K, Hills, Scott Dan. Wayne Hennessy, James McCarthy, Sacco, Patrick Van Arnold, they kicked all of them out of the club. Connor Wickham, <laughs> every one of them is gone. And they brought really young, fresh guys. Michael Olise, Connor Gallagher, McGuire from Chelsea, Joachim Anderson, Will Hughes. And finally, they were able to sign. Because I was going to think, I was thinking, at, if Benteke is still striking for Crystal Palace in 2021, Man, <laughs> I wonder what was going to become of these guys. But on deadline day, they managed to sign um, Hossein Edward. And that was just to cap it all up. Crystal Palace did amazing business. But I see the jury is still out on um, Patrick Vieira. So let's see how far he can take them. Leicester also did amazing business. Um, in players like Patsin Daka, they were able to cover for Vardy. And you know he's getting old and injuries. So I think Patin Daka can come good. Um, Babaka Samari, Ran Bertrand, Yannick Vestergaard, and Adimola Lukman on deadline day. So those are the two that I think um, did really well this transfer window as well. Amiju, what about you? Um, I'll go straight up uh, because they had a plan. And I, I love a good plan. Once you, the new Grealish was going and they highlighted three big men who have already gotten on the score sheets to show that um, they, they, they knew what they were doing. Danny Ings, he was always going to score goals when the expectation and pressure is not so much. We've seen him do it for Burnley, only Liverpool that we didn't see do it for, and that's because he, he had a lot of injury problems. He's done it to Southampton. It's called a beautiful goal. I think should be the goal of, of the of the month. The, the overhead kick. When that's when they are not my favorite, but I mean he just scored a beautiful goal as well for for Aston Villa. I was not really seen. Um, the last man in action so well, but actually unbelievable. Um, it, it's those three. Those three actually have a different side of what Jack Grealish brought to to Aston Villa. The goals, the creativity, and and the speed he had. So it was a good business done by Aston Villa to quickly show up what um what what was lost. Yeah. So I think Aston Villa. We, I mean, bringing in um, um to Azebe from United. On loan to have covered the back, if everyone wants to go to a back three, 
because I think there are some formations where the manager might my want to use the battery and so that will probably work because Swansea is better in the battery. We saw him do it for for United against PSG against the big boys like um Neymar and Papi and he did well in, in that battery. So I mean so yeah it was good business for Thomas. Well, transfers are, are one of those things. And in the end, when you're done with this business, the expectation is for there to be results. And the results would be winning the league or finishing at some certain position. At this point, I'm thinking to myself, who would make top four this season? And which teams would have to go under? Reward, what are your predictions? So this is not coming from a place of bias, right? Um, but I just think Chelsea are that good and so the Chelsea is definitely winning the title with Thomas Tuchel and that defence and finally they've gotten a striker in Lukaku I don't think there's any stop in Chelsea this season so in this order Chelsea Man City United then Liverpool for the relegation teams I think Norwich is definitely going down um, Southampton because I don't feel they replaced they just keep selling every year and they didn't get good. Well, Adam Armstrong is okay, but I don't think they really replaced Danny Ings. Um, then Watford. So Watford, Southampton and Norwich. Hmm. All right, Albert, Albert, what do you think? I'm, I'm guessing you would also speak from a place of unbiased, like reward said he did. <laughs> no, when I heard reward say mentioned the word bias and mentioned Chelsea. I was like, nah, I mean, there's so much bias in that, man. But honestly, um, <laughs> definitely, uh, I'll actually pick Chelsea. Um, not to lie about it. Um, I believe Tom um, Tuchel is an amazing coach and he has an amazing team and he has an amazing strategy. So like everything is just coming together for him. And I believe, yes. Um, so I have Chelsea in first place. I have Manchester United in second place. I have Manchester City um, in third place. Um, for my last three, I have Arsenal. My, <laughs> I have Arsenal, I have Watford. <laughs> you, you have to be kidding, bro. <laughs> I'm in pain. <laughs> I have asked uh, when when uh, when came to say Arsenal would is it win the league or yeah he said Arsenal will come second and West Ham will be relegated <laughs> last season anyway, yeah I have Arsenal I have Norwich and I have Watford so yeah this those are my bottom three um predictions so yes very interesting predictions of Albert it's good that we have this on record too. If it ever comes true, Albert can can play this episode or play a snippet of this this recording and be like, guys, I told you. And everybody laughed. Nah, that, that's a good one, Albert. Let's see if it works out. Um, Bamiji, who do you think will be the top scorer? Um, there are a lot of options. There are a lot of options, but I'm still gonna keep the regular, the regular corporates. And Mohamed Salah's um consistency in the past couple of years has been unreal. I expect him to be in and out of the conversation. Harry Kane as well, he's gotten past his um, August course and August order. I mean, he's got his first goal um, for England, though, but not for Tottenham. I'm sure when to get back to, to um, Tottenham, the way Nuno has set up in a counter-attacking form where um, Son and, and and Kane would, would run Afok again. I, I want to be this so. So I know Kane is going to be in there again. But Lukaku, we, we said... Chelsea have built their team up to the point where they need a goal scorer. And I want to agree with Roy that Chelsea should be, they look a compact team. And like I said, Tuchel can do no wrong at the moment. It's Sean making everything. It has been spot on since, since he came in. So he, I, I expect him to continue in that light. And if there's anybody that's going to fire Chelsea to the league, especially with the fact that he now has experience and 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 um, he, has, he has the history in in, in in winning the title, I expect Chelsea. But you cannot rule out Cristiano Ronaldo. He, the, he, the, the highest goal scorer um, award is... He, he ensures he is in the conversation. He ensures the fact that if if he actually... He's 36, I know, but I mean, you saw, saw him take off his shirt and, and do his, 
his serious celebration still looking like he's 26, 27. So he's, he's brought up his body in his way that the age will not affect him. So I, I expect him to be in there. So Lukaku, Ronaldo, um, Kane, Salah. Those are around those four. One of those guys should win this. So what do you feel? Well, it's a tough one to call. Some people are already off the docks. Um, Salah already has two to his belt. Lukaku already scored uh, one as well. And it looks like the race has begun. But he's done it in England. He's done it in Spain. He's done it in Italy. And of course, he's done it internationally. I can't put it past the man, CR7, Cristiano Ronaldo. Of course, he is my own top scorer of the season. Now that we have, now that we have considered what would happen in, in the Premier League, it's time to look at some of the other leagues, like in La Liga, over there in Spain, Madrid went all out to get Mbappe, and I'm surprised they didn't get him. I'm really surprised. However, they managed to bring in Eduardo Camavinga, someone who I admire his style of play personally. On deadline day, Alaba joined for free earlier in the transfer window, and Bale made his move back from loan from Spurs. Now, if you consider the fact that Madrid lost Ramos, their captain, on a free, in fact, the centre-back pairing, Sergio Ramos and Rafael Varane, as well as Martin Odegaard, would you still consider this a good transfer window for them? Ebuka, what do you think? Uh, well, it's difficult to say whether it's a good or a bad transfer window. Um, they lost their default centre-back period. Uh, losing Odegaard is not really a big deal because he was really part of the team and when he was given the chance, he was not... Um, at that level. So losing Odegaard is not, it's not a problem for them. I don't think they're going to miss him. But losing Sergio Ramos and Rafa Varane, that's why you know I talked about United and saying, oh, I said that we you know Varane joining them, one of the best center backs in football, one of that's that's who they they, they, they lost. But then again, uh getting Kamavinga is good because the midfield trio of Cruz, Casemiro, and Modric. To be fair, maybe it's just me, but I've been really tired of that trio because they've been at it for what, over five years now. The same big guys mostly playing um, all the games for Madrid. Yes, you know, they can tell you that they, they brought back uh, three Champions League titles in a row um, to show you how good you know, they, they are. It's time to, to look forward. I think Modric is, what, 36, 37 now? Uh, confirm me if I'm wrong, but he's advanced in, in, in years and bringing in Kamavinga is good because you start to prepare for when Modric and Cruz are going to step away. I think it's something they still need to look at and press on with, get uh, another young midfielder that will step up when the time comes. Um, but I can't really say it's been a good one for them. I think getting Mbappe, even at, at those ridiculous prices that we're seeing, Madrid were willing to, if you leave um, Sky Sports and you're willing to go as high as 220 million euros uh, to get Mbappe in. And I think it was just a sign of desperation because if you look at this is someone that he wants to join you, he's going to come in, you can get him on a pre-contract uh, in January and he's going to be with you for free in the summer. But they were desperate and it's because they know that they are lacking something. Um, you can say yes, Barcelona is not the same Barcelona for uh, I don't think it was a good window for Madrid, especially because they lost um, Rafael Varane. I think it was just an average window. I think I'll go with rewards five. I think he gave Man City a five over ten. I'll, I'll do the same for, for Madrid. If they had Mbappe, it'd have been a nine or five over ten. Yeah, uh, no, we've talked about I talked about uh, Barcelona too, and um, that that club has been they've just been fantastic at disappointing their fans. They've, I love I love the club so much because they give me so much content on Twitter. I just love them so much. Um, Messi left and they couldn't make a splash in the in the transfer window. Yes, they got in Memphis Depay, a player that everybody knows I'm very partial to because I like him a lot. 
they got in Aguero, they got in Eric Garcia, all of the transfers. Uh, deadline day, look, the young joined um, as that big, big man up front, that big presence. If you're rating their summer over 10, Albert, what, what, what's going to be there? Over 10? Ah, it's really hard. But honestly, I'll give it uh, a 7. A 7 over 10. And why would I, why would I say, yeah, well, yeah, a 7 over 10. Um, I think pulling in um, Aguero was, uh, was quite a big one. Uh, we know Aguero came because of Messi and I hope he's able to perform at his best now that he doesn't have Messi. Um, Memphis Depay has actually um, proven himself in other leagues, even though he had a very, he didn't have the most amazing spell at Manchester United. But we see how coaches bring in players they can trust. And that's why we have uh, Memphis Depay and we have Luke Young within um, their teams. So within his team, and we know that um, this is this is a real Dutch uh, connection. So uh, rating it um, rating it seven um, over ten. Uh, we we are able to see how. I won't say the messy position has been filled, but we're able to see that there is still some f- firing power within um, Barcelona. There's still some firing power within Barcelona. There's still leadership within Barcelona. There's still talent. Um, we, we've seen um, the likes of Ansu Fati, Ansu, um, Fati getting the number 10 um, jersey. So, yes, uh, we've seen um, a little bit of Deadwood living. And, and yeah, Griezmann is actually Deadwood um, for some that might not think he, he is. Um, we, we, he, he didn't do anything amazing in Barcelona after making his glorious move that he always wanted. Um, now he's back to square one. Going back to Atletico Madrid, so yes, I rated um, a seven over ten. I want to see what Barcelona can do post Messi um, era, and hopefully the boys can actually um, get it going. Personally, I, I feel there's there's some investigation that needs to happen in La Liga, and and this is why I think I think that so Saul went on loan to Chelsea. On deadline day, and Griezmann moved from Barcelona, who we know had issues meeting up with their wages and all of that. So Griezmann moved to Atletico on loan, and I'm wondering, is is there some is this Atletico Madrid helping out Barcelona because they are in trying times? I can't really get it. I do not really understand it. But while that investigation is yet to happen, I'll keep a pause on this thought. However. In La Liga as a whole, are there any other standout transfers you'd like to you'd like to make mention of reward? So let me just put some context to this summer 2021 net transfer spend. In the Premier League, uh, a total of 655 million euros was spent this summer. In the Serie A, it was 61 million euros, while La Liga it was 65 million euros. I'm sure with that difference, we can see we can all see how shitty. Um, the Serie A and La Liga was in this transfer window. But I feel like the bottom half teams and the newly promoted teams, I think they really did well or they did way better than usual in La Liga this um, in recent years. Um, there was We saw a lot of infusion of exciting talents. Um, Betis, for instance, they got William Hosey on deadline day. Um, they also got Bellerin, although I know he's washed up. Um, and they were able to get Ray Silva. Raya were able to get Falcao for free. Unai um, Lopez and Guardiola. Sorry, that's not Pep, but <laughs> another Guardiola, the fake one. Elche were able to get Lucas Perez and Mascarell, while Mayuka were able to get Kubo. So I feel the bottom teams did pretty well this, this transfer window. Uh, let's see if one of them can can step up and push for push for a top uh top half finish. Be nice to see some fresh faces there. I will just move to the United Nations for Bayern League as Bamji calls it. Uh, there are no surprises in that league. Bayern took the manager, the star defender, and the star midfielder of the second place team RB Leipzig, and it's only in 
the United Nations for Bayern League that you can see things like that happen. As you can imagine, okay, Man City won the league, United finished second, just like Man City taking Oli, taking Maguire, and taking Pogba. It can't happen. Like, United would, the Glazers would rather burn down the stadium, the fans would rather burn down the stadium than have that happen. But in the Bundesliga, it's just regular, just regular Tuesday. So, uh, Bayern did lose David Alaba to Real Madrid on a free transfer, but they kept Robert Lewandowski, they kept Goretzka, and that's a big one for them. Uh, are you expecting Bayern to run away with the title, Bamji? Yeah, I mean, when you... Bayern don't make transfers, they, they weaken the rivals. That's the strategy for their, for their transfers, and once you continually do that, it's inevitable that you continue winning the league. Like you said, it's like City, seeing the United finish second last season and signing Bruno Fernandes, um, signing Maguire and, and the key players are the same. It's it's unheard of. A lot of people, I know a couple of Bayern fans on Twitter, that, or at least just one, that wants to claim that it happens in other leagues, but that's simply not true. It, 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 how do you get the coach? <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know how it keeps on happening there. But it's it's really sad. So let Leipzig have to go on another rebuilding phase now to try and get players that can match up to the strength that Bayern keeps keeps um acquiring. Because Sabitzer, Sabitzer was a very important player for them, and now it's a, it's a Bayern. He, all the good players, all the players are in Bayern. They still Lewandowski, who even though he said he wants to to leave, um. It's still, it's still, it's still sketchy, but he's still gonna score goals. That's something that show. And yeah, I do. I just expect them to win the league again. So, <laughs> like this league is actually very funny, and I don't, I don't know what to think about them really. But Dortmund and Leipzig, who are supposed to contest with Bayern, they, they ended up with profits at the end of this transfer. Now, in Haaland stayed, Sancho left, and. Leipzig are going to continue signing young players with potential. Do you think any of them stand something or close to a chance against this Bayern side? I, I do not. Do I do not. Um, not with that strategy. Not with Bayern strolling just across the road to pick your best players and, and go home. It's, it's just, you know, if, if Bayern wants to sign Haaland, you just have that feeling that. Like that's how terrible it is in the Bundesliga. And I love Leipzig so much. I, I, I love them so much. And I know that that's a club that will go places. But you, you can't allow Bayern do this to you. I don't believe any of them is going to come into it this season. Yes, something might happen. Um, the league is still very open, to be fair. Uh, early stages, but, um, you know, Funny thing, Wolfsburg is actually leading. Bayern have two two wins on the draw. Wolfsburg have they won all their, their nine games. But Leipzig, Leipzig have lost two, won one and lost two. Uh, Dortmund, they've won two and lost one. It's, it's still open, but you no, know, I don't think anybody's going to compete with Bayern. Bayern has the best squad and a very fantastic uh, manager leading them. AC Milan were the biggest spenders in a relatively quiet transfer window for Italian clubs. Um, did any club stand out to you in the summer uh, reward and why? I actually think yes, Roma did um, better business than AC Milan. Players like you know, uh, strikers Matthias Vina, Rui Patricio from Wolves, Roger Ibanez, and Brian Reynolds. So I'm calling it, I think we just see, and the players have signed, I think Roma will win the title this season. So it's it's one of those things like you look around the other the other leagues in Europe and you just wonder why wasn't there a lot of transfer activity and and this is going to play a part in determining who the UCL winner eventually is and looking at all the transfers thus far what do you think would make it to the final four the semi-finals and who do you think would eventually win the UEFA Champions League this season. Bamji, what are your thoughts? Well, 
well, off the off the top of my head, <laughs> it's it's the the UCL as as um, before we used to have the four um, favorites as Barcelona, Real Madrid, um, Bayern Munich, and probably Atletico at the point in time. But since ever since the, there's been a switch in players, switch in emphasis from different clubs, it's been actually open for for different big ones. PSG have actually been able to reach the the final for in the last two years now, and they are becoming. Everybody knows this is the biggest project most of our generations have have, have seen that a team is trying to do. So I'm going to put PSG in there because having on the mercy and that team, that squad is actually actually a really good squad, and I I expect I expect them to not only dominate the the league, and I expect them to carry that dominance into into the UCL. Um, secondly, I'm going to put in um, Bayern Munich in there as well, because like I said, they're the strongest team in in coming from Europe. And I I just, the, the Chelsea team is not that they're not good enough, but there was always the talk that it was more of the conservative and um, disciplined performance more than them being actually the best team in Europe. So it's still Bayern, PSG. There's there's a question of what the Ronaldo factor is going to do to to Manchester United. I'm not saying they're going to be there because I mean there's still there's still a lot they need to address in that midfield area. But there is interesting to see what Mr. Champions League is going to do with um, United. He didn't he didn't quite do it with Juventus, so there's no saying that he, he's going to do it with United. So that's why I'm not going to put them there. So I'm going to put um, I'll add Manchester City to PSG, Bayern, Manchester City because um, all Pep, Pep has actually, everybody says City needs a striker, but I, I don't, I, I think what Pep is planning to do is use Foden in that first night role and probably give him the Lionel Messi treatment. Nobody can be Lionel Messi, um, can be Lionel Messi again, but he's trying to, he's trying to put that in again. And finally, um, I'm going to put Liverpool. I think um, Klopp is going to get Liverpool firing again and that will make it top four. All right, so with the window closed and all the teams set, we can now look forward to yet another fantastic season. I think the most fantastic in a while. And we'll be here, of course, to cover all the major talking points. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at The Empty Stand. And you can tell us who you think had the best transfer window. We'll be back next week to talk about game week four. But till then, stay safe. Enjoy the international break and see you all later.